Na 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 never. We are getting into the episode this week. My name is Ned. And I'm Russell Tyndall. Welcome, and, fellow travelers. And we are here to talk about Adventure Time and Neptur. Neptur, yeah, man. He's Good. a cute little robot boy. Uh, this is Never Ending Adventure Podcast. We're talking all things Adventure Time over the past, gosh, 14. This is our 15th episode. Yeah. And we're just diving into, I've never seen the show before. Ned loves Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. I'm so, I'm slowly getting there. I This episode gave me some some good body giggles. Yes. It had so tell, much- Tell me giggles. It's so much good content in this episode, not with just like the jokes and the one-liners, but I was going to drop out the factoid that- Lay it on me. We get- two introductions to really important characters of the show this week. Some characters I think that we've seen before, but we didn't really meet. Yes. The first one, we'll, we'll start with Neptor. First one in the episode. We do meet him for the first time. What's it stand for? It stands for never-ending pie-throwing robot. Yeah, it's pretty good. What if, if you created Neptor, what are you, what are you naming it after? The one that throws pies or like Yeah, the one that throws machine. pies. If you got a, another acronym... Oh us. man, I didn't come in prepped for cuss. this. On the cusp. It would it would probably be, I'm all about alliteration, so it'd probably be like fill the pie uh, <laughs> pie per projectile. I know to self something so that on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was thinking more of just like, I don't know. Uh, just like from the letters. Doesn't matter who cares. Anyways. Do you not have one? You're gonna no, ask me that I don't question. Have one. I just that was that was off the cusp. Oh man. Well, let's give me give me a quick recap of everything like episode related that you like walk me through your experience in this episode. I learned a lot about how the prank and what is a prank, what's not a prank, and what is allowed. I I feel like the rules of prankdom were really stretched on this episode. <laughs> yeah. But the first one off the bat that I noticed in that realm was pranking and entering is okay, but breaking and entering is not. That was a good one. That was a good one. And I actually have a great story on that one. Okay, go ahead. Um, a pranking and entering experience that's happened with me. I was not the... Uh, so like you like going into someone's house that you weren't necessarily not me supposed to be there at the time. It was when I lived with a bunch of guys and uh, Mike, I'm sorry, you was were... Is this the, a Pine View uh, it was, story? Yeah, in the, in the Stucco Mansion. Oh no, okay, not Pine View. Not cool. Pine View story, but uh, we lived in the Stucco Mansion and lived with like 10 other guys and one of my best buddies now um, just like shows up one day to our house, runs in our buddy's Mike Mike's room and grabs all of his shorts. This kid was just so, and again, Mike, I apologize. You were the victim of this. I know it, it, you got really mad, but the, uh, Connor took all of his shorts away from him and, and basically left him shortless, like in September (laughs) in Georgia. So it was hot. So wearing pants, wearing pants was not fun. So, and I think that they just brought a trash bag full of his shorts to like one of our chapter meetings and like dumped that is, them out. Dude, there's some, man, that reminds me. The the Pineview thing I was thinking of was, um, and this wasn't even the pranking story I had planned for this episode. Yeah, give me your prank story. Well, so th- I didn't do this. I don't even remember who it was that was doing this, but someone 
in our large, very large friend group, uh, humble brag about all humble my friends, um, was sneaking in, and this is just totally not cool. Pineview was this really cool uh, neighborhood where we knew a lot of people that lived mm-hmm. there. And so you could almost go to any one of the duplexes in Pineview and kind of know somebody. Yeah. And this guy was going around to people we knew and would like sneak into their bedroom at night and wake them up while he's in their room. And that was like his joke thing with some of our friends. Man, I would lose it. Like (laughs) I, that is so not okay with me. I would be scarred for the rest of my life. It rem- well, the other thing, the freaking balloons, man. The balloons in this episode, they're, they're who I was referring to. They pushed the boundary for me a little bit. When Finn walks out of the mountain and just kind of falls, and then yeah. they're like, oh, aren't you? I have no. his wallet. If anyone, if anyone made me think I was falling to my death, that is past pranking. I don't know, man. Sometimes that like a, a good prankster, I mean, think about like punked. And Ashton Kutcher and back in those days. Like, yeah, but he wasn't like, oh, you're going to die. Like now, Some like of the, them, some of them, yeah. Really? If you, if you go back and watch some of his episodes, that was like life-threatening situations. There are definitely some like YouTube videos of people like when they, especially when they're jumping off of a bridge and they're bungee jumping and yeah. then people throw a fake rope. Man, I yeah, that one's I would that lose it. You wouldn't bit. be my friend anymore. Yeah. Honestly, like you just would not be my friend. But let's anymore. be real. Finn's fallen off of probably worse things before. Yeah, he probably know. has, and I think he would survive it. Just well, yeah. And you he, know, remember, he character. falls off the ceiling in this episode and just whoop, like slips right off the ice. Probably same yeah. thing would happen down the ice mountain. Something there'd be some excuse for him not getting seriously hurt. Um, yeah, and then a uh, gr- great last pranking and entering story uh, before we get more into the episode. Uh, I bought a chicken on Craigslist and broke into a house and left it in a guy's shower one night. Did you really? Yeah, and then they kept the chicken uh, for like <laughs> for like three or four months afterwards. Oh, man. I think one of my favorite college pranks, this is harmless, is, um, what is it? Not baking soda, baking powder? No. Baking, baking soda and soda. vinegar. Yeah. No, just baking soda when someone's showering. Just oh, dumping a whole bag yeah, of baking soda yeah, on them. That's just like us. I, I, I did throw a f- firework into a guy's shower one time, and yeah. that was, I don't know, maybe that was maybe pushing some boundaries. This is too. so much further. I was going to tell a story about the ultimate setup, but this is so much further. These, yeah. Ned, you were a wild man. Yeah. With we, pranks. We, we, it was shenanigans back in my early 20s, that's for sure. But the hey, Ice leave, King must have got his hand all- on you. For all the listeners, please leave. I want to hear best prank stories and comments. If, if you can comment below, if you can send us a DM on anything, I want to hear best prank stories that you got. And uh, we can share them out, share them out on our, our socials and everything like that. I think what we might do, we talked about this last episode. I think we might look into getting a alternate email address just for specific, hey, here's a, a listener request or li- listener question mm-hmm. like so that we can identify it as you kind of want us to talk about it on the podcast. I think that would be a good idea. Yeah. But we'll yeah. we'll talk about that and get to it. We'll um, get there. Yeah, maybe next episode we'll, we'll have that. In the episode, man, we we start out, Jake's got a bag full of butter and just tosses it at Finn. Kind of a lame prank, but Finn, it, it apparently awakens his prank demon that lives in his pits. In his pits. And I was, uh, <laughs> I thought, it took me like three times watching the episode and I was like, he, his physical pits, his physical armpits or the pits of his you soul. Know what? There is, I thought it was kind of like a joke, but, uh, you'll see in the next episode, I'm going to give you a one episode spoiler drop. Um, 
So the next episode, Finn has a fear demon that lives in his belly button. Whoa. So it doesn't put it beyond, uh, like beyond any scope of reality that he might have a physical prank demon that lives in his pits that we just don't know about. So that's cool. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing and learning a little bit more about Finn and how Finn, uh, his inner psyche. Yeah, we know he's got he swallowed a robot. Now he's got demons in his pits and his belly button. So we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about Finn. I know we need to bring back the robot voice at some point. Oh gosh, yeah, that was never. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, again, we'll get we'll get there. It's all developing <laughs> yeah. real quickly, but um, yeah, and we got to learn. Neptune, man, he's an adorable little robot who happened to be made on the right side of, or the right kind of robot. Yeah, Ben totally just just hopes. gives up. He hopes he puts in some some electronic cords and and cables. He puts an yeah. arm on him, and it's just like I don't know. It's not working. I just want to know where that lightning strike came from because it's it's the end of the episode where. Ice King's final lightning bolt completes Neptar. So that's kind of assuming that the first lightning bolt wasn't from the Ice King. So how what what was magic about that lightning bolt that literally brought like a sentient being to life? I wonder, is there we haven't learned of any sort of a god or any sort of a greater being in the U verse not or, yet yeah. not yet so not there yet. might be something there is, out there yeah that well we, you've and it's met, not the owl it's not the you've met one he's he's one of them he is one of them yeah okay. and there's there's a couple of different like beyond uh they're not necessarily gods or like but they're like way more angelic powerful type figures yeah so we learned about neptur who was the other character that you were i was gonna tell you this was our official official introduction to gunter Gunter, my lovely. Oh, dude, he was my lovely too. <laughs> give, give, give me some sugar, baby. And that's the sound by uh, Gunter was adorable, dude. He or she or it, I don't know. It's I. I think it's kind of vague. Is it a she? I think it's sometimes. To be a she, maybe? I I would imagine that they're guys, but spoiler drop. Like Gunter lays an egg later on. Spoiler drop. And so you're like, is are they female? But they they leave the whole like it's they're almost like gender fluid penguins. Yeah, that's fine. We'll figure it out. Uh, or not. Who cares? The uh, so the reason part of the reason why it's Gunter is my lovely is because my sister growing up and to this day randomly says wah. Like if something is mm-hmm. not going her way in a conversation or someone's being a goofball or whatever, that's her go-to is want. And I'm just like, what is this? It's great. I, I thought she made it up. And did, she, and did she get it from Adventure Time? Yeah, definitely. Heck yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. And so this is kind of my ode to my sister. Um, and in the words of Sandy Cheeks, he has such a way with words. Yeah, <laughs> 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 wah. Yeah, man, Gunter's great. And I also, I'm very curious about Gunter. I think there might be something more, or I don't even know if there's something more to him. I just think there is, like, I want to know on what level his intelligence lies. Ooh, you are, you're grasping at the right straws. I love okay. it. I love it. Hold on well, I don't to even know. This is just me feeling like, like every creature of all, of all kinds, like inanimate, beings and stuff like that that turn animate or whatever it's like they all have a pretty solid intelligence level mm-hmm. and then here you have a why are the penguins so silly and so like you get a worm who's like all about hanging out in a guitar and just like lives its life um but for some reason gunter is a penguin oh, oh he's smart 
We have a lot of okay. good Gunter episodes coming up. We have not only like ones where he's featured, one where he's like one of the main characters. We also have like origin stories of why does, and then like you see Ice King, he'll call all of his penguins. He's like, Goonty, Gunthy, Gunter, Gunther. <laughs> well, Ice King is totally abusing him, yeah. you know, to some degree. He's like, he could have just sculpted a table out of his ice, you know, but he's, he's, I love when he's shaming him in front of the, the mirror or whatever. Yeah. He's like, like look at these arms. Fat, fat, fat. Fat, fat, fat. <laughs> daddy's a little fatty. <laughs> I need that on a t-shirt, by daddy's the way. Daddy's a little fatty. Yeah, daddy's yes. a little fatty. We need to make those as shirts if someone hasn't done that already. That's awesome. But Gunter is crying. Gunter, it's like he, he has animated tears. He's got an emotional capacity down. and that's where he probably is, the question of intelligence comes exactly, from. Yeah. Which is exactly why I was kind of thinking about it. I mean, even, I mean, I guess the, the isopede doesn't necessarily seem yeah. incredibly intelligent, but it's got lasers. Yeah, he's got lasers. The The weird bull thing had like intestines inside of it. I, did, I felt like that was just like one of those like traps, like yeah. a robot trap. It was kind of weird. So I, I never, I, I was like hoping to find some sort of explanation on that beast, but well, I that's, didn't find any. That's fascinating just based off of me saying like robot trap. Like we are experimenting a little bit in this episode and um, BMO too. I'm sure we will get there because BMO's mm -hmm. in this episode. BMO's in this episode. No, no vocals, right? BMO doesn't say anything. Doesn't say a word. Yeah. But we're experimenting a little bit with like artificial intelligence and how some robots are intelligent beings mm -hmm. in this universe and other ones just happen to be there and around and yeah. have and sort of a purpose from the, the creator. The interesting thing is BMO does have like a creator. BMO is like a truly like and a fem. true robot. Yeah. You know, and then, but Neptor is like this sentient being, which I think is important because it's not just like program. Obviously, the computer chip is just taped on the outside of him. Okay, so you know, actually, I, I take that back. We don't. BMO's creator has not been specifically stated yet. We don't no. know that it is Fen or not. We don't know that. I mean, I totally was thinking of uh, Neptor. Oh, you were thinking. When I said I'm, that. I'm thinking about. So yeah, like Neptor has Fen is the creator. Father number one. Father number one. Father number two is the ice is king. The ice king. Sort of. So he's like an adopted father who helps him along his journey. Well, that's I'm, I don't want to get too much into that because that leads into a lot of the deeper discussion we'll leave for after our 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 break because it's it's girthy that's for sure. Um, girthy is that that's the name of another penguin? No, <laughs> girthy, Gunther, <laughs> Gunther. Girthy is a great Girthy name for penguin. a penguin. That's funny, man. Uh, um, well, some great facts uh, also is that like... Nettie's Factoid. Nettie's Factoid is coming at you. Well, the episode was originally called Ice King and Son. So, uh, yeah, it, he's not a... He is definitely a father of Neptor. Interesting. Um, and or he then, perceives himself as... And I think Neptor certainly does as well for... Part of the episode. Yeah. Well, and the fun, the other thing that it happened really quickly in Ice King's Imagination Zone, um, all the princesses that pop up, I think of those princesses, we recognize like eight of them, but there's like 14 new princesses. I didn't list them all out. I figured that that was overkill, but I, I, I took note there is like muscle princesses in there. I think crab princesses in there. So... Um, and a lot of them do have like repeats in episodes, which is great. The multiple headed one really bothered me. Oh yeah, that one. Her, if it's the one I'm thinking about, that one comes in. That princess comes in for like an episode. If it's kind of like a blob, blobby looking, yeah, with a lot of heads or I don't know. 
not nearly as fun as like the balloons that seem to float together as a as a crew, as a core crew, and have their own faces yet don't really separate, except for when they're going to die. When they they're, separate. They're they going were, to the mesosphere. They're like, finally, we're free. We can die. <laughs> we can die. That was so dark. It was. It was. But again, that's like the artificial intelligence. I mean, the balloons aren't robots, but but still, like the no, things well, that shouldn't be personified being personified. Yeah, there's a lot of episode. things in the Adventure Time universe yeah. that are sentient beings, and then there's a lot of things that are AI type beings. I, I just, I guess, my mind is on that train right now because of the Rick and Morty season five episode two that just came out this past oh, week. Oh no, I've only watched the first one, bro. So good. Yeah, it's a great episode, and also just in general, like it happened to be on a very similar topic. So I was watching. Um, I was watching some YouTube videos about the Rick and Morty episode because, of course, I was incredibly interested in it. And they were talking about Isaac Asimov, which happens to kind of coincide with what we're talking about today a whole mm -hmm. lot. I mean, so he's the writer of iRobot. He was a biochemical engineer at a uh, professor, I believe, at Boston University. I mean, just like crazy smart guy wrote tons of books i mean yeah like all sci-fi just wikipedia books. him yeah yeah one of the like i think the three fathers of sci-fi or something yeah i mean an uh, ungodly amount of books this dude's written but he coined the three laws of robotics which i thought that was um just kind of cool i think i almost wonder if we could figure out how this plays into this episode to some degree they go through them real fast uh number one is a robot a robot may not injure a human being or through an action, allow a human being to come to harm. Number two is a robot must obey orders given to it by a human being, except such orders that conflict with rule number one or, or the first law. And then number three is a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first two laws. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, then also, I mean, freaking Isaac Asimov also is a guy who felt like robots would eventually always turn against their creators, which almost goes against the laws. But it seems like in his books, from what I was hearing or what I was reading, yeah. it was he takes those first three laws and then he figures out how one of those could be amplified to an nth degree mm -hmm. where in the end, no matter what, the robot always turns against its creator. Yeah. Like, there's no way around that. And so in this episode... I wrote some episode rules and you can just let me know if you kind of feel like they apply or okay, if they make me. sense. So pranking is not injuring is uh, rule number one because it goes with law number one, which they can't make harm on human beings. Mm -hmm. Only um, person that got harmed was the centipede. I'm was the centipede. Sure. Though I, I do have a, a thought, not a theory. Jake and Ice King are dead. Super dead. After this episode, they just got poisoned by pies. Oh, I think he can bake whatever pie like he wants to at any time. I don't know. He's so still it's got like, that little evil thing from Ice King. From the Ice King's evil gene. He might. He might have just killed both of them. Uh, and also, you see the like Ice King has the hallucination or his imagination, imagination zone. zone. That might be his like final imagination before he dies. Is Ice King out of the series? He's out of commission. Well, he's not. He's completely out of the series. Yeah, not a spoiler alert. Spoiler drop. Is he still in the <laughs> show after this? He does not get, he does not die. Well, law number two is ignore the second law 
or the second half of law three, this is getting, I didn't realize how conflicted all this stuff, (laughs) how convoluted this gets. Russell got in his head. The second half of law three, if it conflicts with your purpose and your creator's wishes, uh, for instance, throwing pies at the ice king and Jake, and then law number or rule number three that I wrote was robots can use critical thinking to notate the difference between right and wrong. And okay, that's and kind of where I stopped with that because it was just like, with why number am I doing three, this? what do you, what do you mean by that? Um, it in seems like in this episode, as far as artificial intelligence, like I was trying to figure out on what level, like what, where in the scale of artificial intelligence do these robots that we're seeing fit. And for me, Neptor, uh, it seems like he's, he's able to learn. He's able to identify what is okay and what is not okay. And, and that's what I mean by, notating the difference between right and wrong via critically thinking critically thinking if he can critically think then you know i mean i feel like that opens up a universe of of things that he can do mm-hmm. um well he has to make the decision on who he's gonna kind of side with at the end and that's and that's it's true you know if it was following a true law of robotic you know has to follow the order of its creator that it's like a conflict because he has two creators you know does and he chooses between them but then i think the issue i have with that is he seems to be seems to be programmed to prank and that is his primary programming and so he chooses what he knows which is the only thing he knows he doesn't he wasn't programmed to clutch princesses he wants to or he thinks he wants to or something but i, mm. I almost wonder if he's ever i mean if he ever comes up again it'd be really interesting to see if he can do anything other than prank in the long run. Yeah. And that, well, that's, I want to, I want to put a pin there because I think that brings up some good points about like programming versus purpose. And I think that that's, that's where I'm going to get a little deep on this episode. Yeah. Um, But I, before we get into that, I know I need a quick brain breather, (laughs) you know, before I, I start diving into the psyche of, our our pasts and our purposes and stuff like that. Well, so let's have a yeah, let's have got a quick a, break. We've got a catchy catchy little terribly sung advertisement for y'all this week. Neptune is a lovely boy. Oh, such a lovely toy. Get yourself a Neptune and prank so much better. He just wants to love you, maybe one on to hug you, then you pray till you die with a poisonous pie. He's my little Nepta guy. Yeah, rock and roll. He's got blisters on his fingers. Welcome back, everybody. Hey. That was a lovely ditty from DJ Cowboy Hat. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, no, I was trying to think of a bit to start this off with, but DJ Cowboy Hat crushed it. He's everyone's favorite ooh-based artist. New in town, I would say. I mean... New in town. Well, he's new, but, you know, he might be appearing. He might have wrote and recorded our theme song and our, all that stuff. So. Yes, so officially, this is canon. It's now DJ Cowboy Hat in the house. And by now, we mean it's always been. Yeah, of course it has been. We had this planned out from the beginning, didn't we? We had the. We knew we would come across in our adventure some sort of a, a walking bard, a traveling bard, a traveling well. and, bard. And he just happened to be from straight from the Ooh universe, and 
maybe one day we'll have them on and we can uh, do a little uh, deep dive in the yeah maybe we do like a musical special episode (laughs) all improv eight line songs no I sing enough on this podcast (laughs) no what's a musical special yeah well Uh, man so I know we cut off last time when we were about to get real nice and deep and nerdy in this and mm -hmm. and pulling out what we saw in terms of the writers getting real deep in this episode you didn't really if you if you didn't catch it that last little ice bit or ice king bit of the show makes you realize that this was kind of meant to be deeper and it was meant to be very like uh, what do i feel how do i feel about this and what Gosh, I kind of from the get-go it kind of was i yeah. mean nepture straight up is are his first words my creator Mm-hmm. Why does it please you to watch me struggle? Is that his first words or almost? Almost his first words. That's like their Ooh. first interaction. And yeah, it's, Real, and it's some deep. existential dread from our little robot friend from the get-go. Yeah, and I, I drew so much of a parallel to this episode when we were talking about Princess Bubblegum and her creation of the candy people. And I think this is a commonality through Adventure Time of like creators versus their creation and the creation's purpose and it's almost like you have free will, but you still live in this box that the creators put you in, you know? Yeah. And a lot of different characters in the show, I think, struggle with that. You see it with, like, candy people. Um, for all my avid fans out there, it happens with uh, root beer slash dirt beer guy down the road. It's happened with the candy people. It happens with rattle balls. It happens with... Nectar in this episode specifically. Yeah, which he, is kind of what I was chiming on a little bit earlier in yeah. this episode even. It's just like, I feel like he's just built to prank and I, I, I wonder if he has free will outside of that. It seems like he does, but yeah, I would imagine keeps going with the, the will of the prank. And, well, you, you brought up a good point that made me even go beyond what I had brought to the table today. And you brought it up in the beginning of the podcast and made me think about it, about like our programming versus our purpose. Interesting. And so if you, if I were to expand on this way aggressively, I would think anything like our programming could be our upbringing, our surroundings, um, what your parents have taught you. Did your dad force you to play a sport? Were you forced into learning an instrument? Were you told you had to go to college or life, you know, was not going to work out for you? That's programming. So you get programmed a certain way and, you know, like Nectar sometimes, like, Nepter does end up choosing his programming, but obviously had a conflict with it too, because his purpose, which was instilled in him by the Ice King's like zap, because the Ice King says, I want you to fulfill where I, you know, did not succeed, which is also a kind of thing like oh, of our parents. Father issues. Yeah, like father <laughs> issues of father like, issues. I want you to succeed. And then the whole yeah. show, man, we see so many characters that have daddy issues. Well, it makes like, me wonder if Penny does. Maybe because this, I, we talked about nurture versus nature a little bit on the City of Thieves episode as well. Are we just getting into like, did Penny have father issues, which makes her want to steal? And maybe that's, maybe her dad was the king of thieves. I, I don't know, but yeah, different episode, different theories for a different episode, mm-hmm. but that is really fascinating. I mean, it even reminded me of the, the Rick and Morty past the butter robot. Yeah. You know, a little bit where- What is my purpose? What is, what is, you pass butter. Or, no, sorry, I have this mixed up. What is my purpose? You pass butter. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's, that's what he was made for. Mm-hmm. And that's all he can do, you know? And 
And that's, it's like Neptur. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so maybe I got it flip-flop. Do you think that his purpose is to prank and throw pies? And his, I think so. His Ice King programming was. Uh, his programming, his, his programming, he was programmed for the purpose of pranking, you know? So he, that is his purpose and that was his programming. But then as living as an artificial intelligent being that seems to have some sort of a level of critical thinking, he is almost going past that and almost saying, what do I want? Mm -hmm. He's almost asking himself, what do I desire? And his desire was, was it really princesses? Was it really collecting princesses? Or was that a second level of programming? What the Ice King yeah. does to him is he takes a half-built, like fully alive, but half-built, half-completed robot, strikes it with lightning, and then gives it... Uh, a little bit of it of, of himself, you know, mm -hmm. like the battery that he puts in happens to have a little bit of coding for evil. Um, and past that, it's it's up to the robot to decide, you know, and, and then he has his programming, which he's programmed for pranking with a hint of evil, which we see with his his evil or his, you know, poison uh, pies and the poison <laughs> and different little like I want to what was the creepy thing that he said to Finn at one point and Finn calls him out for it. I want to collect all the princesses or something like that. Yeah, something like well, he's like even when it was like I hit him with boysenberry and poison berries. Poison, yeah. So, but then he he gets to almost choose. He almost gets to choose what he really desires, but what he chooses is just what he was initially programmed for. Okay. So I mean, yeah, that's so, I mean, what's fascinating to me. But that's that's a good point to be like you you do have your purpose and you do have to be self aware. And end up making your own decisions, even when you have the pressures of your creators, your parents, uh, pushing their uh, insecurities, their the things that they didn't complete or do in their life, and then go out and be like, "This is my purpose. I've figured out my purpose, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to prank, even though it upsets my creator." And know? that's what separates us as humans and Finn from Neptune. But I think if this was a Rick and Morty episode, what you would see is his desire to prank and be a little evil would probably escalate to the him eventually pranking the world and trying to kill all like, humans. Yeah, some, some sort of start out neutral evil. I'm and doing then, it for you, Finn. Why aren't you happy with what I am doing? Just like the uh, yeah. the businessmen, where the businessmen, like they had a purpose, they had a plan, they were doing what Finn and Jake wanted, but then they felt they could do it more efficiently, you know? And so mm -hmm. and that's what I would think would probably happen if this was a, a darker cartoon. But But to your point, to circle back just a little bit, we do see some growth and some really deep moments in this episode with the Ice King. I think he grows a little bit. I do think there is mm -hmm. a moment for Ice King where he feels a deep longing for Neptune when Neptune's taken away and he goes, what is this feeling? You know, and he's, he's curious about what's happening to him. And, and then, um, you know, he's like, I want you, I want you to be my son, you know, and I want you to be like the best part of me or be what I can't be, you know? So you see Neptune kind of like, he's like longing for some sort of a connection that he's not getting in his life. And mm -hmm. he sheds a tear when he's imagining him and, and Neptune, you know, like yeah. sitting over a sunset and he just, he wants to be loved. And then you almost, it almost feels like this is, this is getting interesting. So when the lightning bolt goes to Neptune, the Strikeum, yeah, it dodges. It Finn. dodges Finn, which is really weird because the Ice King is Finn's big enemy, the big bad guy right now, right? Mm -hmm. But he refuses. That was his moment, his chance to kill him. He keeps refusing to actually kill 
and get rid of Finn. He freezes him and then just walks past him to go to the sin that's more important to him. He manipulates the lightning beam to dodge Finn entirely to hit the innocent bystander, which is kind of a silly concept. But I think it's, I, I almost wonder if it's because like the Ice King is to Finn as Joker is to Batman. Yeah, and I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up in terms of now you've seen it. We talked about probably in that what episode two or three when we saw the Ice King for the first time. I said, man, he's deep. It's way goes way beyond. He's just evil and wants to kidnap princesses. He does have this deep innate desire for connection, and right now it's he connects with people because he's so crazy by kidnapping princesses and gets attention, and that brings Finn to the picture as an enemy. So he always, I think he enjoys fighting Finn. He enjoys the conflict because it's just somebody interacting with him and gives him like a purpose, you know? So the introduction of Neptor in this one, it's like the first time Ice King's been presented with something besides a nemesis and a princess to kidnap. It's like this, he, and it, it hits him like a lightning bolt, you know, uh, pun intended, <laughs> you know, that like, oh my gosh, I could have a son. I could have a connection that is something that he's never even like conceived before. Yeah, but he can't have a son because ain't no princess going for Ice King. No, no, Us that's fine. exactly. He's going to have yeah. to career. Well, and then like, yeah, you see it. He obviously also is treating his penguins in this episode kind of like little minions where it's almost, it's it's like there isn't enough personality and connection in the penguins <laughs> for him to have a, that bond and that like relationship he wants, you know? Here's a, here's a weird, like joking theory, not really a theoretically speaking moment, but I like to imagine in my imagination zone, the ice King and Finn, not only are enemies and are fighting each other in real life constantly, but I noticed they're both gamers. And I like to think that they are also, whether they know it or not, they like, see each other's gamer tag and they're just constantly gaming against each gaming other against each so other like outside the... of the real life fighting i like to imagine that ice king and, and finn just happen to be also fighting on their little in their video and, games yeah no but i mean i think that's that's probably why they had that little bit in there is because this, this episode you, you're bringing up points that are like opening up pandora's box for me open here. it i, I it. mean open it up as like, much as you want just at, spoil a drop at the beginning no no no. like the pandora's box of, of things i didn't think about and oh. then you you're pulling out these points and i'm like yeah they pin finn and ice king against each other in this episode the two creators that want the creation to follow them um, or two do, daddies. That's what I two like. Two daddies. <laughs> I didn't think it was the two daddies. <laughs> but at the beginning of the episode, you do, yeah, like Finn gets pranked by Jake. Ice King gets pranked by Finn. They're both playing video games. Um, like there's all this stuff that you start to see that like maybe there's more similarities between Ice King and Finn than they even let off. And there, there certainly seems to be some connections there, you know, and I don't think it has anything to do with the family lineage or anything like that i think it just kind of happens to be that they are very similar and and who they are as people and they're figuring it out and, and even finn i mean we go going back to the episode where he takes on uh the little goo boy what was his name in which episode the episode where the goo boy finds them they just burned down the town oh the jiggler the jiggler yeah, yeah. 
uh, Baby Mama Juice, whatever I call it. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The episode's name is like Jiggle, the, Jiggle Boy, Baby Mama Juice. <laughs> Jiggle Boy, Dance a Lot, Baby Mama Juice. There you go. Yeah. Um, you know, like we talked about him maybe having issues with his parenting and with his parents or maybe mm -hmm. daddy issues himself. And then we see him here, like kind of the first steps of maybe trying to be a fatherly type figure for something or for someone. And he, Jake doesn't need him to do that. Jake is pretty like on his level as far as like who's in charge, you know, mm -hmm. or what, I mean, Finn's in charge. Finn is the, the main adventurer, if you will. And, and Jake plays a little bit of a sidekick role. Jake goes and takes day long naps. But day, Jake takes day long naps. Jake, that's the second time he's done that. He did that during the wizarding episode as well. I mean, Jake is constantly kind of, well, I'm going to do my own thing. And then when you need me to save you or be a wise kind of like, um, Obi-Wan-esque type character, he'll do that occasionally for, mm -hmm. for Finn. But that's just interesting. I, you know, it's, it is opening up a lot of like, what's going to happen next? I really want to know what's going yeah. on next. Well, the, uh, there's a lot of like in this whole show, we deal with like parenting issues. Um, and a lot of like, we learn the characters, we meet Ice King for the first time, we meet LSP for the first time. And so much of what we learn going down the road further and further is that almost... I'm, I'm literally thinking about almost every character now is that they are this byproduct of a of a flawed upbringing or just a, I mean a, a normal upbringing, which means that there's there's scars, there's molding, there's things that happen from their parents and or past relationships that are the way they are today. Are there many characters that seem from this point? Right now, or you could honest, you could honestly say in the future, anyone who seems to have a pretty good childhood, pretty good upbringing is pretty normal. I think I would almost say Princess Bubblegum, but she's got so many issues. She's evil. Yeah. There's no chance that she had a perfect upbringing. I, Lumpy Space Princess seems to have pretty good parents and seems to be, they seem to be pretty on top of it. But then that plays into my whole thoughts on like maybe they weren't born lumpy and being lumpy seems to be a curse anyways and i don't i don't know yeah but i mean you saw that she is like the typical teen and fighting her parents and that's why she's all rebellious and that's why you'll you'll learn soon she leaves lumpy space to go live in ooh as a rebellion no she's run she's a runaway she's a she's a stowaway in the land of ooh and we i mean oh, stupid so that one was like i almost I, I think that if if you're asking about any character that had the non-scarred upbringing is Jake. And Alma, he's almost the only one that really has an at peace with his true parents. And he seems to have pretty cool parents. Yeah. And that his parents sure. are so cool. Like, and, and you do see that like more of anything, there is some issues with his parents and uh, really with, I want, uh, I'm almost dropped a big spoiler. I won't do that, but yeah, it's um, it's a. I still feel like it's such a weird line that we're towing with the like, what is a good spoiler drop and what isn't a good spoiler yeah, drop. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that one. So yeah. that was not. I almost like like dropped a bad one. But can you say something for our fans that love the show and have seen the show and know where you're going? Just uh, I can even. I'll even plug my ears. And oh just, gosh, no, because you're gonna listen right, to fine. the the, so, the yeah, record of this. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right, fine. Oh man, but we're that, good. We're good. Yeah, that was my. I mean, so going back, we we yeah, man, gosh, that was a good tangent and that was a, and a purposeful tangent. tangent. But because yeah. my my thoughts and my my deep thoughts on this episode were about like programming and your purpose and you know the 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 creator that 
creates you and and imposes their own will upon you and then you have to have like the free will in order to defy that and fulfill your purpose that is that lives with inside you you know yeah yeah definitely yeah i just got man i've got some random thoughts i just really love the book the book was not the enchiridion right where no that was it looked like a different cover um but that thing was that joke was so funny yeah i love that good it was so it's such a quick part of the episode it was a warship and it was like taco a taco yeah yeah, it was the words were so different from the images on the other side, and then eventually it became the words were different from the images, which were also different from what Finn actually says. You know, so it was just like the pie is like, "Yo, what up?" And then, "Yo, what up?" Uh, the best is uh, the last part is a nerd is what the <laughs> page nerd. says, and it's a girl playing video games, and then Finn for some reason goes. A young girl in love. <laughs> a young girl in yeah, love. Well, he like, he likes gets love. cut off, so who knows? It was like maybe he was gonna say a young girl in love with video with games. Video games. I, don't, I don't know. I think he's. I don't know. I mean, it, clearly that was the pun was that she's not actually in love. She's just sitting at home playing video games. But I don't know. Maybe that's what Finn wants. Maybe Finn needs a video game playing girlfriend. Yeah. I well. We'll get there. This show is all about everybody. Like, it's like, if you're not in a relationship, you're not happy with this show. And I think that is something that I might have a little bit of beef with. Um, oh, this that, week's beef is with the show? I wasn't planning it. I Just right now. It, yeah, let's go. That, my beef for this week is that the show is painting slightly unnecessary expectations on, on the listener, on the viewer. I, I don't think you need to be... And you, and by that, you definitely don't need to be in a relationship to have a successful, enjoyable, uh, and wonderful life, you know, and fulfilling life. But every single character in this dang show needs their wants a significant other. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you got to give him a little bit of credit. He's 12 years old and his best buddy has Lady Ranicorn. Now he hasn't really seen them hang out much but um yeah but should he just be picking boogers and and wearing plaid shorts it's well it's the beginning he's on the cusp of this of the maturity and the adolescence and stuff so maybe that was 2006 that's just how 2006 was well you see him you know he blushes when you know he's like in the closet with princess bubblegum in episode one so like you know, there's, there's like this is growth thing, and and he doesn't really like like we've talked about. He doesn't have any crazy strong uh, male role models in terms of like father figure and or mother figure that shows what healthy marital and or dating relationships are like. And Jake's the closest thing. Yeah, it's know? a coming of age tale, and when you're coming of age, you're told that that's what you do. You find a girlfriend yeah. and. And you get married and you live happily ever after. Well, you're you know? you're either physically told that or you're physically told that by your body. <laughs> <laughs> by your body. Your body tells you, um, I like I like these people now. Uh and for me and you, Ned, it was girls are cute. Yep. You know, and for other friends of mine, it was just an obsession. I mean, man, I could think of one guy who just like went like all he would talk about was the girl that he was into and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I had a, I probably had a bad like 18 year old season on that. And then I realized yourself? that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. Ned, I noticed, uh, 
your arms are getting a little fatty, fat, fat. <laughs> My daddy's a little fat boy. Daddy's a little fatty. I'm just right, kidding. Well, your, with your, your arms are not getting fat. Hit me with your you're lessons, good, man. You've been working out. I, I, I can, I noticed. I've been twerking. Yeah, you're good. No. Twerking out. Twerk it. Um, hit me with your lessons. Yeah, my lessons. Uh, only robots can mate with robots. Where did you where did you pick that up from? <laughs> That's in the it's in the episode. I can't remember. It's Ice King says it at some point. I think he's like, you can get with more princesses than I can because I can't mate with robots, and and you can because you are a robot. So that <laughs> was that was my first lesson: is only robots can actually mate with robots. Oh, that's so creepy. Yeah. Well, again, there's more Rick and Morty references. Morty mates with the robot in the yeah, Rick that... and Morty episode, so that's not true. Come on, what are you doing, Ice King? They're both. It's all the same canon, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. 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 Uh, the other one is uh, no. Actually, that's my only lesson. That's the only lesson. <laughs> that's the only thing you got out the of next, this episode. The next part says, I'm looking at you, Morty, <laughs> which is what I just said. What's your lesson? I got I got a, I got the two good ones and a serious one. First oh, one man. is it's okay to Packed. prank. It's okay to prank and enter. You know? It is. We just learned that today. So just don't, don't sneak worry. up and look at people while they're sleeping and you can, wake them up. You can br- break into your neighbor's house as long as you you know, put fake, fake vomit on their kitchen floor. It's fine. Yeah, it's got to be a prank. It's got to be a prank. You know, I also learned from the beginning of the episode, a good lesson that there's nothing better than throwing a big bag full of butter at somebody. You hated on that earlier. I did. I think you it's, totally <laughs> did. I thought that was I'm a great taking, I'm taking a lesson from Finn. I may have thought it was bad, but if, if I'm following. Yeah, he's like, what's funny about a bag of butter? I, from the, from the beginning of seeing the bag and knowing that it was filled with butter, thought it was amazing. I okay. was like, I don't even care what he does with that. Just the I'll, fact that he has a bag of butter. I'll keep that in my, uh, in my, the back of my mind for when I'm planning a podcast prank for you. Okay. Just well, bags of butter. Just expect pies. Just expect pies, poison pies. Poison pies. pies poison face. pies in your face. And my last serious one is, is it is up to us to figure out our true purpose and act upon it. When there are outside forces coming in, influencing us, telling us what we need to be, telling us you got to do this. I I failed at this. Make up for my you know lost time or lost childhood. That it really is our job to identify our purpose, be self reflective and self aware of that, and and do our best to be what we were set out in this world to be. You know. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's I like my. It. That's my like good like lay down your head on your pillow tonight as you're listening to this podcast and have good dreams, you know. Yeah, and then have a little bit of a existential crisis about you not already doing that about your purpose. <laughs> yeah, there's always what a little is your bit purpose? That's, existential that's my dread issue. around your purpose, which we won't get into. That I'm sure that there is another episode of Adventure Time where there is existential dread that we will dive into. <laughs> later. Yeah, I could. This podcast isn't long enough for that. No, no. Um, man, thank you all so much for coming and checking out our podcast and, and listening to another episode of Neverending Adventure. Yeah, this was a solid one, man. I loved this episode. I think that this had everything that you've been wanting. And you were saying, I want more canonical stuff. I want more like meat and character development and like learning about Ice King and and everything like that. So I think this hit the nail on the head, man. Yeah, without even being like, it's not like this was an iconic episode, but it definitely felt a little bit on the along the lines of what I was hoping this show 
would eventually get to at least a little bit and touch on. And, and I am very excited about that. Yeah. And next week, we're going to talk about Finn's greatest fear. Oh, um, there we go. We and maybe maybe Russell's greatest of, fear. I have too many fears. So. Maybe DJ Cowboy Hat's greatest fear. He has no fears. Yes, he, he is not afraid <laughs> of anything. I have a lot of fears. DJ Cowboy Hat, he mentioned it. For some reason, that's just part of his character. Part of what he does is he likes to walk around and just be like, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not afraid of anything. Yeah, nobody asked DJ Cowboy Hat. <laughs> nobody asked. But um, again, thanks for y'all for listening. We learned this week we are the number 61 podcast in Singapore for TV reviews. Yeah. So you guys were killing it out there. And I think that might have even only been for the first Maybe just for first episode week. one. <laughs> yeah, the first, I mean, it, you know, the very first episode did on its own, like 160 down. I mean, whatever, you know, but still, it was very cool. I, I just love that anyone's listening. I think it's just incredible to see that. And I need to stop looking at it every day, every 30 oh, minutes. I, I check out every day. Yeah. But yeah. hey, for those of y'all that are our listeners, our, our weekly listeners, like hit us up. We want to hear your feedback. We want to hear what you, if if you like a segment, you think we're missing a segment, like let us know. And please, we'll, please we'll expand on those ideas, make it better. We want it to be all about you guys and all about the audience and and you know not not being boring we want to capture you guys for the whole entire show yeah i'll look i'll look into getting another a gmail account for like specific words what are words do we do a podcast that rely on me being able to say words <laughs> being able to talk into a uh, microphone specifically for like listener emails yeah. we'll have a we'll have an email account for that y'all please like rate and review us. Apple Podcasts would be so helpful if you could do that. Also, if you want to follow us on Instagram, Never Ending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Never Ending Adventure Cast. TikTok is lit. Lit. Uh, litty, litty, litty. You're not Gen Z enough to say that. Uh, no cap. TikTok is <laughs> no cap. Super fly, super lit. Uh, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Don't follow us there, but you can. Uh, I've been Russell Tindall. And I've been DJ Nettie P. And we'll see you guys next week. Love that you guys. All right. Bye.